0: AP, Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome,
1: Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice.
0: has <laughs> five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. (laughs)
2: Other guy,
3: Wham, married the best-looking girl, Bananarama. So, other guy, Wham, had a pretty good life.
0: From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Well, we are back here at First Horizon Park Live. You are looking live, (laughs) downtown Nashville. Thank
2: you, Brent Musburger. Uh, There we
1: go. Go ahead. It's it's, uh, it's halftime. And, you know, if we're not talking food at halftime, we're probably talking TV. There's um, that. Jody and I finished up Friday Night Lights. Oh, all right. The whole thing. Finished it up. Um, And I like. Obviously, they knew that the series was ending. I mean, they didn't leave you hanging. They left you hanging, but they didn't leave (laughs) you hanging. Um, You know, Eric and Tammy moved to Philadelphia. Um, Vince is going to be quarterback at Dillon. You know, they just scattered everybody, and and that was a pretty good way to end it, I guess. I mean, it was... um, it was interesting. It was an interesting show. I'm glad I finally, even though I was late to the party, I'm glad I finally got there.
0: I'm glad you did too. I thought it was a great show. It really was. I enjoyed every bit of it, and uh, would probably rewatch it. Speaking of TV, though, no, and he said Brent Musburger watched Winning Time last night. Got on got on the, the latest episode of, of Winning Time, and just before the first game of Uh, 7980 season. Pat Riley, who is the color analyst on the radio broadcast with Chick Hearn, with Chick Hearn on the uh, and they're in they're in the locker room or in the in the dressing room, and Chick's like, "Look, when I do when I ball my fist up, I mean stop talking." (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. So as they're in the line, in the dressing room getting ready to go out, the TV is on. It says NBA on CBS uh, with play-by-play voice, Brent Musburger. And Chick goes, these network idiots don't have a clue what they're doing. <laughs> they wouldn't know a good play-by-play man if they <laughs> – it was so funny. Man. Uh, so- <laughs> that's great. That was hilarious, but uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a great series. If you guys haven't got got a chance to see it, you should definitely watch it. It's it ended last night. That the episode ends with um, with uh, Jerry, uh, what's his name, Mac, what's his name, the coach, Jerry uh, West, no, no, the coach of the 79 team is uh, anyway. He oh, goodness, they had that bicycle accident, so it ends the episode ends with his bicycle accident. And so he's just laying on the pavement. (laughs) And I'm like, man, I had to go look it up because I was like,
1: did he die? (laughs) (laughs) Then I realized he lived till he was 83. So I figured he probably didn't die. Speaking of winning time, Jeff Perlman's um, Bo Jackson book is supposed to hit the stands in October. Uh, So he's excited. I'm excited. You're excited. Heck yeah. Yeah. Should be be a fun read when that one comes down. All right. We've got the last folk hero.
0: We've got at least one player out on the outfield grass getting warmed up, so I'm sure we'll be seeing a few more here in the second half, so stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint returns after this.
2: Welcome in the second half of Main Street Sports today, live from First Horizon Park in Nashville. As the Sounds have their media availability session today, batting practice coming up a little later. But we've got a second half here to talk uh, with Virgil Herring, Ensworth Golf, and it's Masters week. We'll be talking about that. Will Tiger play? We'll get his thoughts on that. Uh, also, a preview of tonight's national championship game. Kansas and North Carolina a couple of blue bloods down in the Big Easy so we'll talk about that and much more coming up second half action live from the Diamond baseball is back opening day tomorrow A baseball now back to the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama Chris Yao
0: welcome back again we are First and Park and it's Time to end the basketball season at the collegiate level tonight. Obviously, women's season ended last night with a pretty convincing 15-point win for the Lady Gamecocks, Don Staley's group, taking out the Yukon Lady Huskies. And like you said, Mo, it's a lot easier to stomach UConn getting to the finals as long as they get shellacked like they did last
1: night. Absolutely, absolutely, no question. Um, the only number two seed to advance to the final four, as we've talked about earlier on on these airwaves, and you know, somehow defeated a pretty good Stanford team in the semifinals on Friday night. But yeah, that was that was fun to watch. <laughs> that was that was fun. I mean, even when. Um, when they cut it to three, I think in the second half, South Carolina had an answer for them. and they just they just beat them. They beat them on the boards specifically, but um, just a great win for South Carolina and um, great win for Dawn Staley, her second in what five years now. They won it in '17, I think. Yes. So um, you know, just huge. Huge for her and for that program. Um, clearly one of the best coaches, men's or women's basketball, in the country. And, you know, just seeing her come up from high school phenom to, to collegiate star at University of Virginia, to everything she did with Team USA, to um, starting her coaching career um, at Temple and getting to South Carolina and building that program because – I remember when South Carolina was just an easy W on the SEC oh, schedule. Yeah. And they've, they've turned that all the way around. And uh, clearly, I think they finished, what, 35-2? and two? 30, Thirty-five and
0: two. That's great.
1: And one of the losses was to Missouri. And I don't even know who the other one was, to, But, I mean, just ran through everybody.
0: Yeah, fantastic performance from Destiny Henderson, who finished with 26, a game high. uh, I'm sorry. Career high. Career high is what I meant. (laughs) Not game. It may have been a game high. um, But also held uh, page buckets to 14 points. (laughs) And I'll tell you, you know, for everything that I hate about Connecticut, there are individual players who – are just a pleasure to watch from that program over <laughs> the years. Diana Taurasi, I will literally mo never forget. She dribbled to the right side of the lane once, jumped into the air, got fouled, switched the ball from her right hand to her left hand and made the shot before she landed to get the bucket and the foul. Stuff like that is just you know, there are there are players who come through women's basketball like Dana Tarasi, Page Beckers, uh, you know, and you get you just kind of have to watch them, and, and I'm trying to talk without going through UT players, but you have to watch them with a little bit of a a shade on if you are a UConn hater, as I am. Mm,
1: yeah, I mean you you have to you have to allow yourself to appreciate. Them, you have to basically, and I mean. Sue Birds, in sure. that same that same category. I mean, yeah, yeah, buckets. I like it. Paige yeah. buckets, man. She's she's something special. Um, it's a shame she's playing in stores. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, again, great win for South Carolina. Congratulations to them. Meanwhile, um, tonight, as you said, finishes up. Men's college basketball season, and it finishes up as I predicted last week with the you did, Williams in Invitational. You did in fact. Kansas and Carolina. But you know who?
0: But you know who pre- predicted that North Carolina would be in the national championship game before this whole thing started? <laughs> Sarah, there we who go. finished in the top fifty-seven percent of brackets. <laughs>
1: She beat all of us. killed all of us! Killing all of us! Killing Mm -hmm. Rick Sweet as well. Uh. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. What do we know? We should have just had Sarah on the talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh man, it's going to be interesting tonight. I think I was talking to Jeff Ham, the Sounds play-by-play announcer, here a little bit ago. Carolina's. You know, emotional level Saturday night against Duke had to be so high that you have to wonder if they can get themselves in a position mentally, emotionally, to play this game, or or if they if they peaked mm-hmm. too soon. Yeah, Saturday in that 81-77 win to um, send Coach K home. So, and and Kansas, I didn't get to see the Villanova game, but it sounds like. They played about as well as they could play in that one. so.
0: Yeah, it's nice game. Uh, the fact that it's on TBS was ironic to me, but I, it's just so weird. Like, It's
1: weird I, that it's on TBS. Why is it, it on isn't, cable at all? It, it's weird that it's on TBS. It's also weird that it's an 820 tip. Yeah. Uh,
0: Central. That, get,
1: that
2: gets the whole country. It does. It makes six twenty on the West, West Coast.
1: Coast, but it's nine twenty on the East yeah.
0: Coast. Yeah, and well, uh, North Carolina fans one don't care. <laughs> uh, they're gonna they're, they'll stay up if it's two in the morning. Um, they don't care. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is this is a, a a game that we nobody expected to see. I mean, the fact that North Carolina is here is just insane. Kansas, meanwhile kind of one of those teams we who throughout the season you go this is a team that can make it to the to the championship game.
1: This is you thought that over the course of this year but also they had that ugly ugly game in the Big 12 SEC challenge when Kentucky came in there and just throttled did, them. Yeah. Well, I, I started to say slapped and then I kind yeah. of felt better of it but, but yeah. Um yeah. I ha-
0: handled them with ease. <laughs> with, yeah, absolutely. So, but but again, you know, <clears throat> those are games that you expect that happen. Those those games happen to every team. You're, nobody's going undefeated in college basketball. I mean, it, just, it hasn't happened since what the seventies, and probably isn't going to happen ever again. Yeah, I mean, there might be somebody out there, but my guess is that uh, Kansas will take care of business tonight. But. I am rooting
1: for Hubert Davis I don't know that Kansas is going to take care of business I think North Carolina' has been playing some awfully good ball I think Hubert Davis in his first year has a chance to really cement himself even further oh, yeah. into into North Carolina lore I mean they're probably already scouting out a place for the statue after these last <sighs> two games against Duke if the if he pulls this off tonight, the statue may be done by the time they get back to Chapman
0: Hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little masters on the other side of a break, and we'll talk to Virgil Herring, who spends his days as the Innsworth golf coach, but also pretty knowledgeable throughout the, the game of golf. So stick around. We'll get uh, get his thoughts on Augusta right after this. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today. Presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Live from First Horizon Park here in downtown Nashville. Looks like the ball club has made its way and they're congregating on behind the third base dugout ahead of batting practice, which will begin around 3:30. So should be fun. Right now though, we want to talk about a different type of grass. The beautiful, And Perfectly Manicured Lawn of Augusta National will be the host for the 2022 Masters. And never a bad time to watch golf when Augusta is on the screen, I can tell you that. And To help us talk about it, we will bring in Virgil Herring, who, as we told you, spends spends some time as the Innsworth golf coach, but also very knowledgeable about the game throughout. Virgil, how are you? Welcome to the show.
3: I'm oh, fantastic. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Virgil, I always enjoy getting with you, man. Um, and there's no better time to do it than, than this time of year. I, I saw a tweet yesterday that this has got to be the best week sports-wise of the year with the Final Four, with... Major League Baseball opening up and, and with the Masters, and um, I, I don't oh, think you would argue that.
3: Well, if you're looking for Reaction Monday, today would be a day for us to discuss the fact that it can't get any better than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, When it comes to the Final Four uh, an Augusta National, and we had the Women's Championship yesterday, Major League Baseball starting up, we get a quadruple dose of Jim Nance. Count me in. <laughs>
1: Um will will you make your way down at all, Virgil?
3: Uh as of right now I'm not scheduled to go, uh but if if a ticket pops up for my sons, I'm out of here like like a flash.
0: <laughs> I did <laughs> not I did not think about Sunday being the Masters and my traveling back from North Atlanta. Post Braves game on Sunday. Oops. That's uh, oops. oops. <laughs> See what? They have
2: oops. golf on radio. Okay.
1: That's that's yeah. No, I, I'm more worried about the traffic. than uh, I. Yeah, that's a, that's a you problem. Yeah, I know I messed up. <laughs> yeah, um, Virgil, I, nobody moves the needle in this sport like Eldrick Woods. Um, Eldrick. Nice, and and so the question that has to be asked: You think he's going to go?
3: I do think that he's going to play. I think he's going to do everything he can to play. He wouldn't be there if he wasn't, but I think he has to do some testing. And I think what it really comes down to is he has to play. And it's not so much, i am um, obviously, if it bothers him while he's playing, that's one thing. But I think he's more worried about how he feels the next day when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Because at the, at the end of it all, all, my understanding from the people that have played with him is that the game is there. It's back. He's got the speed. He's got all the shots. But when it comes to if you haven't been to Augusta National, that is not an easy walk. Uh, and it'll be it'll be challenging for him to do it. So, And
1: I'd to do it for four days.
3: Well. And to do it for four days. And it's going to rain a lot the next two days. So it's going to be soft, which is going to make it even more difficult. Um, so at the end of the day, I hope he plays. I hope he plays well. If he's hitting it as good as Justin Thomas and a couple other guys are saying that he's hitting it, I mean, just he's already eclipsed what would have to be the greatest comeback in the history of sports to be able to do it again. <laughs> would leave it. I don't even know if I had to be able to speak about it. I would just, <laughs> just tip my cap and move on. But, uh, I, it's super exciting to have him back. This is a, obviously this is a different version of the comeback. Most people thought the so first, of all, he's lucky to be alive too, lucky to have both legs. And now he's, now he's getting ready to play in the masters again. So very exciting moment for us all for sure.
0: You know, it, Obviously, like Mo said, nobody moves the needle like Tiger. But the fact that uh, you know Hideki Matsuyama is looking to follow up last year's performance with another great Uh, performance—you know—he skipped the players with an injury, withdrew from the Texas Open. Um, What's uh, what's the word on Matsuyama?
3: I I would probably. I think that he is forcing himself to play. I think his neck and his back are really bothering him. It's interesting. If you've had back injuries like I have back injuries, your lower back almost always leads to a neck problem coming up, and then your neck problem leads to a lower back problem. So I think that he's struggling. The game of golf is really hard on the body. Most people wouldn't realize the fact that there's no sport in the world that creates more horsepower than a golf swing. So for people to think that it's not an athletic sport, they're terribly mistaken. I just think that he's not in a great – place right now his game's not sharp and he's injured I don't expect him to make the cut
0: that's tough but I mean uh, understandable I mean the injuries are injuries it doesn't matter who you are (laughs) they're they're going to affect you and and we've seen that from every big name player over the years and uh, uh, a name we will not see is Lefty will not be on the course Mm. from what I understand
3: yeah, he's not going to
0: play. So that's that's. I mean, without Mickelson on on the course, you know, as far as the the casual viewer who hasn't paid attention to golf except for the Masters, there are two or three names that will make you tune in, and Phil, Phil Mickelson is one of those. So that that's a that's a big blow for you know the casual viewership of the Masters. But in in reality. Sunday, most people are gonna be tuning in. For sure. <laughs> so what would make folks tune in? Uh say say Tiger doesn't make the cut. Phil's not there. Jordan Speeth struggles continue. What's what's the storyline that would make the casual fan tune in on a Sunday?
3: Rory McElroy completing the career grand slam. That would be uh that would be history-making. It would make him the fifth player to do so, cement him as one of the greatest players of all time. I think there's a lot to be said about winning the career Grand Slam because it takes all different kinds of talents to win each one of them, and that's why it's, that's really one of the, the greatest gifts. I think if uh, if Brooks Kepka wins, you know he has that he has that way about him that he almost can will himself, similar to Tiger, just not as not as cool, but nevertheless. Uh, Kepka would be interesting. I think Jordan Spieth would be interesting. I just think he's struggling too much to uh, to do it. And then other than that, you're left with, you know, there's a bunch of great players that are playing, you know, playing at the top of their game right now. Cameron Smith won the Players Championship. Does he move the needle? No. Scotty Schuffer, does he move the needle? No. But they're not. They're good. They're really great guys, and it be it could be the victory that gets them the notoriety that they deserve. But the, the needle, if Tiger is not in the picture, Mickelson's not there, there's no question the number one story is Rory, but cr- completing the career grand slam and anything else other than that would take some deep dive information to get people excited about.
1: Speaking with Virgil Herring, director of golf at the Ensworth School here on Main Street Sports today, um, getting ready for the Masters. Starts up Thursday down at Augusta National. Um, Virgil, as you talk about McElroy and the career Grand Slam, in this day and time, with the parity in golf kind of being what it is, I mean, it's, it's not like you're going to see a Grand Slam <laughs> ever again, it doesn't feel like. But the career Grand Slam, like you said, certainly is a – it's more than just a notable accomplishment.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not quite sure that it's. it might be the accomplishment other than winning them all in the same year or in a calendar year. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I think that what we're going to see is that this is – McElroy is headed toward Greg Normanville, which is it's the only one he wants. It's the only thing he puts on his schedule. It's a big, big deal. And the pressure, Mm -hmm. I think, is getting to him. I think it's obvious that it's getting to him. And I, I, would obviously, he's my favorite player, so I would love to see him do it. But to me, it almost seems like for him to win it, he's going to have to backdoor win where he comes from like four or five back, shoots a low round way out in front of the leaders and doesn't really have to face the pressure. Uh, certainly, his putter doesn't need to face the pressure. And um, that's how I think he could win. I mean, he could certainly run away with it because first anybody who has the game to run away with a golf tournament. McElroy's in a very, very short list of people that can just flat out scorched earth a tour event. Um, so that would be that would be interesting, too, because he's done that. He's won by eight for the PGA Championship and won by eight in the U.S. Open, so it's not like he can't do it. But it just doesn't seem like the same Rory McIlroy that did that. So we'll see what happens. But I think that would be such a great story for the game.
1: It would be especially great considering he missed a cut last year.
3: Yep. And like I said, I mean, it just feels like he's wearing a backpack of burden that weighs 500 pounds. <laughs> that, that final that final major championship and all the things that go with it, I just can't, I can't imagine the pressure. So, I mean, it, in some ways, it kind of reminds me of Greg Norman because how bad Greg Norman wanted it, and how many how many tragic losses he had. So, let's see what happens. It should be interesting.
0: Well, if if the pressure does get to him, it'll be in front of a full house first time since 2019 that, right. that Augusta National will be full for a master's event and that's that's got to play into it a little bit because you know it's it's a little different when you see the patrons and everyone standing along the side and the fairways and 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 of course in a, in the grandstands but it's a it's a beautiful sight when it is full
3: well there's nothing in sport I mean I think Wrigley Field has a touch of it but there's nothing that has the echoes of the present and the past and the future simultaneously as the echoes of Augusta National when somebody of note is playing well it's one of the coolest experiences that you could ever have and it's, uh, it's certainly a sacred place and it's, uh, I always look forward to it every year because it's, it's the greatest major championship in the world to me it's the second greatest event behind the Ryder Cup in all of golf and uh, I just love, I just love Augusta National, everything it stands for. Oh,
0: I do too, man. Looking forward to getting it started. As I guess practice rounds are underway, or are they start Wednesday. Yep, are yes, they, they are.
3: They are.
0: Mm-hmm. So they'll, they're going to be those... dodging weather. Yeah, well, be dodging
3: weather. So good they'll be, uh, they'll be trying to get everything in today because the next two days are going to be kind of wet.
0: Well, obviously the tournament will begin on thursday and culminate on sunday should be a lot of fun virgil thanks for taking some time with us and, and, and sharing your knowledge we appreciate it uh we're I, I am not a golf aficionado of any, of any sort i i <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't know how much Mo knows. Other I, I don't play much, and I don't play well. And <laughs> and I'm sure those have something to do with each other. But you know, But no, it, it's it's nice to be able to reach out to to somebody with the knowledge of a Virgil hearing. So Virgil, we really appreciate your time, man.
3: My pleasure. You'll have a wonderful day. Let's see what happens.
1: Sounds uh, yes good. Thank will. you. I
0: I would love to see Roy win it. I mean, uh, there aren't many you know the 2019 tiger woods win was mm-hmm. just remarkable and it was it was worth it was worth the time i took to watch you know the final round mm-hmm. because it culminated with that now if rory were to somehow pull it out that would be worth the time to watch it but yeah. there's just not much else going on that makes me go hmm.
1: yeah I need, to, I need to keep an eye on this story well again if 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 tiger's in the hunt on sunday That'll change everything. No, oh,
0: there's no question. I'll, the, every time I go back to the original Kings of Comedy, which, with Cedric talking about how everybody's on the golf course now <laughs> with Timberlands <laughs> and <laughs> trying to borrow the golf cart to go to the store. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but it's that, but that's it. I mean, that's what Tiger Woods brings to golf as a sport. Mm-hmm. Or an athletic event, depending on your
1: definition of sport. Now, here's, a, here's the <laughs> X factor. Um, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> the fact that he's been away for the period that he has, does he still move the needle? I feel like he does. There's no question. Um, y- y- no,
0: there's, there's, there is, that's not a question.
1: I think even more
2: so because of that. Because yeah. of?
0: Uh, it's, yeah. yeah. Because he has been away. Fonder. Absolutely. I think I think Tiger Woods, as long as he is playing, I think if he moves to the senior circuit at any point in the future, he moves the needle there. Hmm. It almost makes the senior circuit worth watching on television. You know, if and when he decides to make that move, Mm -hmm.
2: they call it the Champions Tour now. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: (laughs) is that what I? The only thing I know about that is they play once a year in Birmingham. They
2: do, yeah. (laughs) They play at the Greystone. Robert Trent Jones, of course. (laughs)
0: They play at Greystone, and that's all I know. That's that's literally all I know about it. Anyway, (laughs) let's talk some more baseball. Final segment of this Monday. We'll talk some Braves on the other side. Stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Comes back after this.
2: Main Street Today is your half hour coffee break with Devin O'Day featuring lifestyle inspiration and entertainment news. Main Street Today airs live weekdays at 11 a.m. Central, or you can catch it on demand on all the Main Street Media social platforms, including highlights on Instagram at Main Street Today Radio. Take your daily coffee break with Devin O'Day on Main Street Today, weekdays at 11 a.m. on Main Street Media social platforms.
0: Welcome back in. It's Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint live from First Horizon Park here in downtown Nashville ahead of batting practice and media availability for the Nashville Sounds. So we will have something for you. Uh, we'll probably get a little video later on. Looking forward to, uh, to sharing that out. But tomorrow's opening day 6.35 you said? 6.35 first pitch here at First Horizon Park against the Durham Bulls, hit a bull, win a stake, win a stake, <laughs> we'll have a bull here, if uh, hit, hit the guitar, mm. who knows, yeah. not sure what you can get, maybe a set of strings, <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> Mo, before we get into baseball, we just got a uh, text message,
1: a little breaking news, a little breaking news totally. out of, um, from south, during
0: our show, from go z- figure. From,
1: from just south of here, um, we, we spoke last week about the resignation of Jay Johnson as girls basketball coach at his alma mater, Franklin High School. Well, they replaced a graduate with a graduate. Rachel Hahn, who had been an, an assistant under Jay, a uh, 2014 graduate, that's hard to believe, youngster. That's that's hard to believe. My son graduated in fourteen. Man, um, yeah. Rachel Hahn, twenty fourteen Franklin High School graduate, will replace Jay Johnson as girls basketball coach at Franklin. Uh, she had previously been an assistant at Ravenwood. And she's also been a soccer and softball assistant. She played collegiately at Maryville College <laughs> following her um, her high school career at Franklin. So I wonder if
0: she played with a kindergarten coach. I bet they were there
1: pretty at close at the you, same time. Pretty close at the same time, probably. Probably so, yeah. Interesting. Catherine Upshaw. May, I call yeah. her
0: kindergarten coach. I couldn't think of her name off the top of my I head. I thought
1: you just said that. But I, I did. I, I mean. I, I didn't realize you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I was like, what's her name? So kindergarten so coach. So maybe
1: we can get a Franklin Cullioka game here at Uh-oh. some point. But, uh, That'd be weird. Yeah. Um, Rachel Hahn, new coach of the Lady Admirals. Congratulations to her. All right. Let's talk a little Braves
0: baseball, Mo, because, again, this is opening week Thursday. The Braves and Reds will open the season
1: at Truest Park. Eight o'clock start, I believe. On ESPN eight o'clock. 2. Eastern uh, or central.
0: Uh, I would hope it's not eight o'clock Eastern. Well, I mean it's in eight o'clock central, nine o'clock eastern. That would be uh ridiculous. What, this would be so.
1: <laughs> but
0: <laughs> Oh, but, like
1: like an eight twenty tip isn't well, i I'm, i don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. No, no, you're right. It's a 7:08 Central Time start okay. for that Cincinnati game. But yeah, and on um, on the Deuce, I believe. So, man, win a World Championship, can't even get on regular ESPN. JP,
0: ain't that something? <laughs>
1: well, ah, they, they might—they might have some—it's tournament or something going well, on on ESPN. Maybe if we weren't playing the Reds. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> true. Hit him. That, him. It's like give the thing. That Get is a two-way in. street,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Is. it really is. I mean, that's yeah. that's rough. I'm just glad they're getting to open the season at home. Well. I mean, it, it took a lockout to do it, <laughs> but still, <laughs> it took a lockout. Uh,
0: but you know, that's it is what it is, and this Braves club has had some struggles in 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 the preseason, but in spring training. You, and I had to explain this to, to Sarah because she was, you know, the Braves got killed today. I'm like, well, listen. One, they're playing triple-A and double-A players a lot of the time. Two, even your best pitchers are not they're, – they're using pitches they don't normally use. They're trying to make pitches better. They are, you know, working on things that they need to work on. It's not It's not supposed to count.
1: Nobody uh, has won a World Series in March.
0: Uh, well, the Mets celebrated winning one in March last year. Here we and go, and we see how that went. <laughs> we see how that turned out. <laughs> so, but but yeah, this is a this is exciting exciting time. I said, I, like I said, I will be heading down over the weekend. Gonna go to the aquarium on Saturday and the game on Sunday, and try well, to fun. drive back and beat the Augusta traffic. I guess.
1: Good luck with that with that. <laughs> no, um, nonetheless, it, it has been announced that um, reliever Luke Jackson has been placed on the 60-day injured list, not to be cons- confused with the disabled list, Yeah. Um, with a torn ulnar collateral ligament. Um, but I don't know that any other bullpen would be as equipped to handle the loss of someone who has seen as much Work over the last two years, as Luke Jackson has, any better than the Braves?
0: Yeah, and and when you you know you add in the fact that they went out and got Kenley Jansen and uh,
1: the other guy, um, Darren O'Day. No. no, he was there. Um, Tyler Thornburg. No, um, um, the who? Giants guy. Oh, Jay Jackson. No. no, um, <laughs> can I think of his name? Save my life.
0: It was the first guy we signed, though, you know, like out of the out of the gate, and I can't uh, coming off an injury, and I can't think of his name. Kirby Yates. That's it. Yeah,
4: Padres yeah. guy. Not
0: he,
1: yeah, yeah, not not yeah, Johns, but, you know, NL, NL West, whatever. He's still recovering, sure. from some work as well because that's what we like to do is collect arms that are coming off of injuries. But they also have you know Colin McHugh, right. Um, they've got Tyler Thornburg. Who, Darren O'Day. Who we did sign. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've still got some arms down there. Spencer and Strider on the 28-man mm-hmm. opening day roster. Former Christian Academy of Knoxville standout. C-A-K. Yeah. So, you know, I think, like I said, I don't, I don't know if anybody could withstand the loss of a Luke Jackson quite like the Braves can. But um, I'm pretty excited. They're going to go with a six-man rotation to start. As they should with with, with the twenty eight man roster. There's no reason
0: not to, and plus, you know, you want to kind of
1: let some guys get some guys yeah. further stretched out, sure. To make sure that you're not taxing anybody too early, especially with the weather possibilities being what they are. Maybe they're not going to get snow. I, I hope you don't get snowed out Saturday. Uh yeah. I, I think it's, it should be okay.
0: I don't know, we'll see. Um Ian Anderson scheduled to start Sunday, so that would be phenomenal. Um what would suck is if there's a doubleheader and I'm not allowed to go to the first game of the doubleheader and we don't go at all because it'll be too late when the second game gets started. Let's let's just let's not speak that into existence. There you go. Ronald Acuna Junior is on the ten day uh injured list, but again, expectation is for him to be there for at least a couple of weeks before maybe making some appearances as a designated hitter before
1: coming back every day in early May. Outside of that... I think the big news is that they're going to break camp with three catchers. Um, William Contreras (laughs) making the the roster along with um, TDA and Matty Pena. Um, And
0: only one infielder. Arcia?
1: Orlando Arcia is the only... Uh, backup infielder on the roster. Well, um, as Brian Schnitger spoke to David O'Brien of the Athletic, you know, um, they feel like Adam Duvall can play some corner. He's he's been on the dirt. You know, Austin Riley can move across. And with the DH, unless something significant happens, you're not necessarily going to be – looking for extra infielders anyway, so.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. All right, that's uh, gonna do it, but we got this day in Braves history, so
1: Mo, tell us what happened today in Braves history. April 4th, 1974, the Braves lost their season opener 7-6 at Cincinnati, despite being staked to a 3-0 first inning lead on a Hank Aaron home run. That home run gave him 714 for his career, tying Babe Ruth. Another home run, another loss. That was kind of the way things were going for the 74 Braves. So. Yeah, but every every Braves team in the 70s, just about. Yep. That's gonna do it for today's show. Thank you
0: guys for hanging out with us here. We appreciate it as always from First Horizon Park here in downtown Nashville. I'm Chris Yao with Mo Patton and JP Plant. This has been Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We will see you tomorrow.